0: Hello, welcome to another Global Peer Financing Association Peer Connections podcast. I'm Greg Cochran with Ohio Public Employees Retirement System, OPERS, and I'm your host for today. I'm excited to host today's podcast because we will be chatting about a subject that I know well, which is how OPERS approaches our securities lending program. Our guest speaker today is none other than Jerry May, Senior Portfolio Manager at OPERS, Jerry has been with Oprah since 2004, and in his role, he oversees $17 billion in cash investments for the plan's cash and securities lending collateral. He also has oversight over the plan's securities lending program and external agent, and also manages the team of securities lending and cash traders for the $98 billion retirement fund, of which I'm a part. So if you weren't following all of that, I am very fortunate to call Jerry my boss. Welcome, Jerry, and thanks for joining today.
1: Hey, Greg, how are you doing today?
0: I'm very good good. How are you? Good. All right. So I guess we'll just jump right into this. How would you describe our securities lending model given this podcast is the Opers model?
1: Well, Opers has a little bit of a hybrid model. There's some traditional lending going on where we're doing some lending that most people would be familiar with using securities lending agent. And then we mix that with a internal lending program where we're doing a little bit of the fixed income lending. And maybe a little later, you can give what that looks like for everyone as well. I would say that from my perspective, our approach would be that we look at securities lending in particular as an asset liability model. People that are able to manage the assets of the program on the reinvestment side versus the liability where we're having to pay a rebate to a borrower. Those people in those programs that are able to manage that efficiently, I think, are the ones that are most successful. And we try to generate incremental revenue. We're not trying to swing for the fences. We're just trying to be consistent and steady with the revenue that we're generating from securities lending.
0: You've been with Oprah since 2004. How has, from the beginning, since you started, how has the
1: model evolved over the years? Significantly, in the short term, (laughs) that's, that's what I would say. When I got to OPERS, and I came from two lending programs previous to arriving at OPERS, so securities lending is my background. I came from two agent lenders, two banks, and when I got to OPERS, each of the asset classes managed their own securities lending program. So U.S. equities managed the U.S. equity lending fixed income, manage the fixed income lending. So prior to my arrival, the board had commissioned a consultant to come in and to talk with them about how to make the program more efficient to maximize revenue. The consultant recommended that they dedicate resources to the program. And because of that, I was hired to come in and manage the program. One of the first things that we did was that we wound up consolidating a lot of the programs under one umbrella. We started doing auction programs with ESEC lending on the U.S. equity side, then transitioned to doing some non-U.S. equity lending and focusing a little bit on our fixed income program as well. So it was kind of a segregated program when I got here. We tried to aggregate it into one cohesive program, and we started managing some cash collateral or securities lending. And that was a challenge as well because we were relying on global fixed income analysts who were not used to dealing with the short-term markets. They were used to dealing with managing their credits based upon managing against an index. But we were utilizing the credits that they managed in our cash program to a little different standard. We didn't wanna lose any money. So that was a little transition for them And then the financial crisis taught us that one of the big lessons that we learned from the financial crisis was that at the time we had some of our cash collateral managed by external managers, we were having to monitor the holdings of those external managers very closely. And we determined that if we were going to have to manage and have to watch and monitor the holdings in those programs that closely, why don't we manage it ourselves? So we did bring all of the cash collateral in-house subsequent to the financial crisis in 2007 to 2009. So that pretty much brings us up to date to about 2010, which is when we started doing some of our own internal lending. And why don't you tell them about how that looks today?
0: Yeah, sure, Jerry. So The asset classes that we manage in-house are the U.S. Treasuries, mortgage-backed securities, TIPS, agencies, and corporate bonds. We lend all of those directly from our desk and receive support from our agent lender with any middle and back office functions. We utilize all of those asset classes lending out to keep cash balances stable, as well as build up our term book, as well as open loans that we have. So currently to date, the total program that we have in securities lending, we have about eight billion on loan. About five billion of that is from our internal lending. We have about four billion in treasuries on loan, three billion of that is term, about one and a half billion in MBS on loan. All of that is essentially term. We do have a very small open balance of about 50 million. Then we have about 325 million in corporate bonds on loan with 260 of that in term and the reason that we have such large amounts of term loans out is we are able to find areas in the cash markets where we're able to either match off a trade or invest in a space that makes sense for us to put term loans out for as long as we do.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point, Greg, because the way that we look at our program, again, as an asset liability model, where we're trying to find ways to generate revenue, sometimes those opportunities show up on the cash side. So we have an opportunity to invest some cash in an instrument that we think is viable for the short term. And we're able to then match off that lending to that investment with some lending on the other side. Alternatively, there's sometimes opportunities on the lending side where we think that rates look really aggressive to put out GC. And so we generate the GC first and then the cash that comes from that, we're able to invest in a rate that works. So it's both ways that we're seeing opportunities on the lending side as well as the cash. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I think I highlighted it before about keeping cash balances stable. Our program is almost 100% cash. We don't do much non-cash, so keeping our cash balances stable allows us to really take advantage of spots in the market and not have to deal or pull back some of the investing that we do on the cash side. So being able to, if we have, you know, let's say that there's a bunch of equity returns, we can push out treasury GC or corporate bonds or something like that to offset that and keep our balances flat where we, where we want them to be. Good point. So moving on a little bit off of that from our internal program and how that looks, can you give us a little bit of background on how you became a part of the Global Peer Financing Association, sort of how it all from your perspective kind of came together? And in addition to that, how the Global Peer Financing Association fits within our current securities lending model?
1: Sure. So back in 2004, when I first arrived at Opers. One of the things that I wanted to do was to learn more about what others were doing in securities lending, because I had experience on the lending agent side, but I didn't understand perhaps some of the nuances on the ownership side. And so one of the first things I did was to start calling around to some of our peers to set up discussions, to set up actually, finally, a formal meeting where we all got together, I believe, in Chicago, and just sat down and talked about things ways that we saw opportunities that were working for us or ways that were working for other people, listening to their approach to securities lending. It was an education for everyone. And I think through that discussion, through that meeting, we eventually got together and started talking about ways that we could do business together and Eventually, Rob Hoop from Hoop came along and he was really interested in starting doing business with us and with others. I think that was kind of the genesis of where the discussions really got interesting, really started to take shape. And from that point, then about two or three years ago, I think GPFA became something that looked realistic. And we started working on that type of structure. We began doing lending or repo, that was our structure with Hoop initially, we began doing repo with Hoop probably about three years ago now, maybe a little longer, and we've morphed that into doing some lending with Hoop. We do repo also with the state of Wisconsin, We're trying to diversify our counterparties. I think it's important as a diversifier. Regulation, as you're, I'm sure, very aware, Greg, has severely restricted broker balance sheets. They become much more costly for them to utilize for securities financing reasons. So diversifying that exposure to others who are not so regulated or in that manner I think it makes all the sense in the world. And we're able to take advantage of some cost benefits that way as well. Okay, great. So now we're up to present day
0: in the GPFA. From Oprah's perspective, and then maybe Oprah's and GPFA, where do you see our securities lending program going and where it will
1: be in the future? Well, that's a great question. I Anyone's guess? I don't have the crystal (laughs) ball, but I would say that uh, one thing that's a priority is that for myself, and I'm guessing for you guys as well, working on staff, uh, we want to learn. We haven't arrived yet. We're still trying to educate ourselves on ways that may not have yet appeared, thinking outside the box, doing things that are a little different. I think lending pays a dividend metaphorically speaking, for those who are first movers in any market or any activity. So if you can be innovative, and we try to be, and we try to think outside the box, we try to think of new things, new ways to engage in that type of market. I think from my perspective, innovation is one of the best ways to stay productive in securities lending, and to get paid for what we do. I think there are opportunities that are always out there that if you are willing to be a little flexible, to do things maybe that others have not yet thought of or are not yet willing to do, we're going to get paid for that. And we try to be on that cutting edge as much as we can within the risk parameters that we've got.
0: Well, that's all I had as far as questions. Jerry, do you have any questions for me?
1: Nothing right now, no. I appreciate the conversation. Hopefully, if anybody is interested in learning more, we're happy to share what we know. We're happy to lead people through the process that we've been through. And we're not a closed box or anything. So we're happy to do what we can to assist others.
0: All right, great. Yeah. And in addition to that, if anyone has any other questions, they can reach out through LinkedIn to the Global Peer Financing Association page, as well as visiting globalpeerfinancingassociation.org for membership or any other questions they have. I guess that's it for this session. I hope everyone has a nice day.